May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. He came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. That action by Jesus in the gospel today is just, it's everything, right? It's compassion and healing and love. Jesus is the one who raises us up when we fall, when we fail, when we suffer. Jesus is the one who raises us up when we die. Jesus is the one who notices when someone is in distress and takes the action to heal them. And in this story, Jesus raises up and heals Peter's mother-in-law, and then something happens that I think is theologically profound, but if I may make up a word here, genderedly complicated, right? So having been raised up and healed, she instantly begins to serve the group. Gender-wise, this makes me very uncomfortable couldn't any of the healthy men have pitched in and served people? You had to pick this woman up off of her sickbed to pass the dishes out? But theologically, (laughs) I actually love this. You know, Jesus raises us up so that we can serve, not just at tables, but in so many ways. You know, Jesus raises us up so that we can care for the myriad needs of the world, feeding the poor, releasing those who are captives, setting the oppressed free. Jesus raises us up so that we can serve at altar and organ and communion rail, lifting our voices in praise and thanksgiving. Jesus raises us up so that we can reach our hands out and raise other people up. Some of you probably saw on the news this week a, an example of this that was unexpected, at least to me, of this sort of raising someone up by offering a hand. It came on Twitter from Elmo. On Monday, Elmo tweeted, Elmo is just checking in. How is everyone doing? Two days later, after more than 49,000 shares and 15,000 comments, the general answer is not great. (laughs) Thousands and thousands of people shared with a puppet on Twitter the ways in which they were lonely, depressed, isolated, and grieving. They started sharing stories of My spouse left me, I lost my job, I can barely get up every morning, I'm so sad. I've never compared Elmo and Jesus before, but wow. Creating space for us to say the things we dare not say to our human neighbors. To be honest with the revelations of how we have fallen short, how we don't know what we're doing, how we're suffering on the inside, even if on the outside we just have a big smile. Offering that invitation and noticing, you know, that's the first step towards raising someone up. Thousands upon thousands of people found Elmo to be 
a place where they could articulate their pain and loss. And they did not knowing that Elmo wasn't actually gonna do anything about it, right? Like, I don't think anybody commented on Elmo's Twitter account and expected Elmo to get their job back or to repair their marriage or to make them healthy again. They just wanted a space to say what was wrong. The next day, Elmo tweeted again, wow, Elmo is glad he asked. <laughs> Elmo learned it is important to ask a friend how they are doing. Elmo will check in again soon, friends. Elmo loves you. So the bishop is just checking in. How is everyone doing? I mean, I guess that how we are doing is probably just about how everybody else is doing and just as badly as it was on Twitter this week with Elmo that we are in need and grieving and sad and sick, and sometimes we're joyful, <laughs> but we are all of those things. And I found myself convicted to some extent by the fact that Elmo and Twitter could do this in a way that all too often our churches don't and can't, right? You know, I would love to have every Episcopal church be safe enough that people could come and be honest about how they were doing, but. I know that churches are not always the places where people are safe or where people can articulate what is going on. You know, I, I long for us to be the place and the people who can ask, how are you doing? And actually accept the answer if it was horribly. And I know what it's like to be in that space. I remember a coffee hour after the 8 a.m. service at my church in New York and um, it was while my marriage was kind of falling apart, but nobody knew that yet except us. And the a very senior retired priest showed up, he got his cup of coffee, sat down at the table, and he asked me, Jennifer, where are you going on vacation this summer? And I just burst out in tears, because of course I realized I didn't know if I was going on vacation. If I was going on vacation, I didn't know where, and I didn't know who I was going with, and I, didn't, I couldn't think that far, and he just got it all. But I was so grateful that he was there and he could listen to things that I didn't think I was ready to say out loud yet to other people, but doing it helped. In all my years as a parish priest, I will say I'm consistently surprised at the lengths that people can go, even when they are suffering in extreme circumstances, to say, I'm fine even when I know they're not fine. Like, I, I am in the hospital room with you. I know things are not okay. And I know that you're not saying it in a sort of theological way to say, well, Jesus is Lord, so everything will be okay. You're just not, you know, I, we haven't created the space where you can say, I am terrified of what is going to happen next. And we are in positions, because we have been lifted up by Jesus, to sometimes do more than Elmo can do to respond. Not always. I got, I got an email this morning from a bishop in Sudan who is friends with Father Andaria at our Sudanese congregation here and who I met a couple months ago. And he, you know, he sends me these emails periodically for his diocese, Abayi diocese, and he it's kind of like talking to Elmo when he talks to me, I feel like. You know, he sends me these emails that the subject line is, you know, a Bayi diocese is bleeding. <laughs> you know, and I feel the impotence of I can't, I can't fix Sudan. 
I can, and I, I'll respond, and I always say, you know, we are praying for you. I am praying for you and for your people for safety and for peace. But there are things that are closer that we can do things about, right? You know, there's homelessness in Phoenix. We are not completely impotent to do anything about that. We have voices to care for those who are in need, and we can do something sometimes, not all the time, but something And there is so much need that it can be overwhelming. And I do find it interesting in the gospel story today that Jesus, there are more people who want to be healed than Jesus heals, right? That he, he's in Capernaum, everybody comes, eventually he gets so tired that he like runs off to a mountain so that he can go pray. And then he tells the disciples, well, we're going to leave Capernaum now, even though there are people in Capernaum waiting to be healed, and we're going to go to all these other towns and heal some people there. And I think part of the reason that Jesus does that is because there are so many people who he has raised up in Capernaum so that there are people there who can do the healing, right? There are people who have been raised up so they can turn around to those who are still in need of healing and raise them up because Jesus needs to go start the process in all of those other towns. You know, we are, have been raised up so that we can raise up others. Except in that final raising up that Jesus does. So when he raises us up on the last day, when he raises us up at death into resurrection. And that's a, you know, the, the song, I am resurrection and I am life, I know in the Episcopal church is a, is a dividing line. <laughs> There are people who love that hymn and people who hate that hymn. <laughs> but the chorus, the, and I will raise them up, and I will raise them up, and I will raise them up on the last day. Now that's, that's the raising up that Jesus is going to do that we can't do. Right? I, can, I can love you and raise you up in all sorts of other ways, but I cannot raise you up into resurrected life. Only Jesus can do that. And Jesus is the one who is promising us today and every day that he will raise us up, take us by the hand and raise us up into new life with him at the last day. Amen.